0: luxury real estate expert, coach and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lefito. Uh You are in the right place. If you're looking to work smarter, not harder, if you're looking to increase the average sale price of a home you represent, as well as increase your conversion. So we have agents all across the the country that are either beginning, they're rock star agents, but perhaps they're not specializing in luxury, or we also have great, you know, we get great feedback from listeners that are luxury agents, and they're just looking for the principle of slight ad, just an additional nugget, something they can implement that perhaps their competition isn't. Again, our podcast, our previous episodes, you can download them on iTunes or Stitcher, um, or go to luxurylistingpodcast dot com. My name is Michael Lafito, and I'm excited for today's guest. Uh, we have Joshua Smith. Joshua runs a uh, several companies. He's got his own podcast. That's actually how we met um, a little bit, little bit over a year ago. I was a, a guest on his podcast. He's doing some amazing things. He's got you know great websites and great great. Uh, he's an implementer. So there's a lot of people with great ideas, but he's an implementer. And although he doesn't specialize in the luxury space, he's all about marketing. He's all about increasing conversion. And um, so with that being said, uh, Joshua, welcome and, and tell folks a little bit about um, your history and, and what you're up to today.
1: Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. This is a, it's a huge honor. So um, yeah, I got, uh, I got into real estate back in 2005. So uh actually last month May of 2018 hit my 13, 13 year anniversary so yeah, I got into business to be honest with you just to just to raise some money you know I, I was 23 years old my goal was uh, to go out there I grew up in the health club space and my goal was okay. to go out there and open up my own health club and uh by the time 23 years old college dropout you know uh, uh, very little money by my name um, and I needed $800,000 to create what I wanted to create. So couldn't get a loan. So I was like, all right, let, 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 how do I go up and raise this capital? So um, 2005, Phoenix, Arizona, everybody's selling real estate. You know, anybody with a real estate license was selling a ton of real estate at the time, or at least it appeared to be so. Um, and uh, I was like, all right, dude, I'll just jump into to real estate and uh, go kill it and raise the money. You know, right? Um, and I did. So So I got into real estate, 23 years old. And, uh, um, again, this was an extremely hot market. So, you know, it was probably a combination of my work ethic combined with uh, market timing. Uh, but got, got my license and hit the ground running, man. You know, 20, or i sorry, 48 deals my first year. Um, and then after my first Jeez, 12 48. months. was Four a month. Four a month. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, it, uh, it was, it was, cra- well, it was great. Well, again, though, it was, you know, I mean, the market was just so insane. Yeah right. Um, of what was taking place. I put it this way. I sold 40 deals in my first year and I did not get rookie of the year at my office. <laughs> yeah. Right. So really, so there, there, there's people doing a lot, a lot of business at that time. Um, but it was a lot of work, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, it was, I was grinding up flying the midnight, you know, right. It was, it was a lot, lot, lot of hustle. Um, uh, at the end though of my second or my at the end of my first year, um, you know, I, I had this capacity. I wanted to go out there and double my business. I needed to grow and double my business because at 48 deals, as you said in the intro, I mean, I, I you know, we, we pop some luxury deals here and there. But 95% of deals in in our marketplace or where I'm at are under half a billion. And our average price point is under 300000 right now. So, okay. um, so the majority of our deals are, 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 are not huge deals, right? So in order to continue to raise this capital at the rate I wanted to raise it, like I had to really double my production. I couldn't figure out how to, I couldn't really fathom how to do it. Um, so that that's what led to me starting my team. So um I hired my first uh, first assistant. And then about six weeks after I had my first assistant, that led to me hiring my first uh, uh, agent. So right after my first year is when I started my real estate team. And, and what happened is, you know, I'm very passionate about real estate. I like real estate. I, 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 I like working with buyers and sellers. Um, but what made me truly fall in love with this industry is when I started my team. Yeah. Right. Just, just realizing Mm -hmm. the, the, the opportunities, the possibilities, um, as well as the, the massive impact you could have on other people, you know, with your teammates. Um, you know, I just realized at that point I could have a bigger impact in this space than I could in health clubs and, yeah, I always say that the health clubs is my passion. Real estate very quickly became my obsession. So you know, fast forward now to uh, uh, you know 13 years later, and um, if you look at my whole entire career, now these are not my personal numbers, right? This is near the team, and I started a team very early on. You know, we've sold uh, well over 5,000 homes, over a billion dollars now in real estate, and um, last year my team sold we did 653 transactions here in the, in the Phoenix Marketplace. Um, uh, which was, uh, roughly 150 million in gross volume sales and three and a half million in, in GCI. Um, and, uh, you know, been voted the third top realtor in America by the wall street journal, NAR 30 and 30 finalists. And, uh, you know, just continue having fun with
0: it. Well, uh, you know, I had you on. I love your your enthusiasm, your passion, what you're doing. Um, you have a podcast, which I was a guest of as well. Tell us a little bit about the podcast and what, what's the goal for the listeners uh, there and what, what you look for in a guest.
1: Yeah, so, you know, the podcast was something I started, um, you know, gosh, probably, probably almost three years ago now. I don't know the exact date, but, you know, two not, three years ago. Um, and um, I started the podcast for two main reasons. Um, number one, I just got fed up as a real estate agent. I got so fed up with the amount of information that was being delivered to, to the industry. Yeah, right? There, there's so much smoke the and mirrors. There's so much fluff. There's so much BS that exists out there. I mean, there's a lot of great information that's available, but there is exponentially more terrible shitty information than there is great. Um, and, and, and I just got sick and tired of it. And I got sick and tired of, of complaining and bitching more and whining about it. So I'm like, hey, man, why don't I go out there and create a space? you know, that that gives back to an industry that changed my life. Um and uh, interview people that I you know that I that that I know are true players in this real estate business from all different all different angles. Yeah, you know, right? Um mm-hmm. uh, from individual agents to mega team leaders to broker owners, to they are actually out there crushing it, that are actually out there killing it. You know, a lot of these again great personal friends of mine, I've seen a PL statement, you know, they're they're not the charlatans that exist out there. Um and so that that's why I started, or one of the reasons why I started, and just being fully honest and open with everybody, um, anything that I do, I I really look for for two elements, you know, like, why, you know, why am I doing this, but also, what am I going to personally benefit out of this, and, you know, as you continue to create more and more success, um, life becomes that much more lonely, there's that many more few people that can relate with you, what you're doing, you know, your, your friends and family that you grew up with, and, and, People that are closest to you in your world, they don't get you, they don't understand you, you know, and, and you get to the point where, you know, where they're at in their life or conversations that you have with them no longer challenges you and intrigues you. And, and, you know, success can be a very, very lonely path. Um, so I just wanted to go out there and have in depth, insane conversations, uh, uh, get people's brains, and, and surround myself with just massive, massive winners. Um and that was the selfish element. The, the the selfish the selfish realm of it is you know, I wanted to be have a, a, a platform a space where I could have the opportunity to interview and pick the brain of um you know my mentors and, and just sort of badasses that I could expand and grow from. And um, you know, it's one of these things where even if my podcast, you know, been podcasts, as you know, Michael, are tough to to monetize, right? Like like uh-huh. tough to know if if there's any Money that's necessarily coming from it, and just one of these things that I, e- even if there never was a cent that could come from it, I wouldn't care, right? It's the one thing that I would continue doing, um, regardless, as long as I possibly could, because where else do you get the opportunity to sit there and ask anybody anything that you want? And I mean, I've had a couple billionaires on the show. How often do you get to sit there with a billionaire and and have an hour to ask them anything you want? Yeah, right. Like yeah, I just feel that my salad on there, right? This chat takes. $36,000 an hour, 24 seven, right? And he's under 40 years old too. Um, so you're talking $60 million a month and I have an hour to ask this dude anything I want to ask him. But like, that, that's just something you can't put a price tag on, man. I mean, it's yeah. so powerful.
0: Yeah, no, that, that, that really is. And, um, giving back is important as well. And like you said, you know, the industry really, you know, I've, I've gone to all these conferences, I speak and all this stuff. And, and what I'm seeing out there, Joshua is, you know, the the, the term disruptor, you see it all the time, disruptor, disruptor. And many agents come up to me and they're they're worried, they're panicking. Hey, you know, things going to change. I, one of the big, you know, speakers, trainers out there said, Hey, in five years, you know, overall real estate agents, commissions are going to be much lower than they are today. I'm not bringing up names of companies and that kind of stuff. But I, I still believe and it's always gonna be a people based business. You know, even with all this focus on technology, right? All these big brokerages just focusing on tech, 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 it's still a people based business. But the more knowledge you have, you know, the more value you can bring to the table you know better negotiating skills these agents aren't going to have to compete by lowering their fees you know that that's my goal for the agents is raise the standard it's a win-win for everybody the seller benefits the agent benefits you know and 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 that's you know that's kind of the goal for this this podcast right the luxury listing podcast is is to bring as much value out there because there's a lot of dinosaur agents and I'm not saying dinosaur by age but dinosaur in the way they think and they're inside the box and they keep doing the same darn things as everybody else. And that has to stop. I mean, let's face it, you know, a month ago, all this pushback and outrage about our own association, NAR, puts out a new logo, supposedly they invested a half a million dollars in it. They get all this pushback, rightfully so. It looks like a logo that was on Fiverr.com. And, but that, I think, is a microcosm with our industry is, you know, not taking the feedback from, you know, their, their members and making a, a, you know, a decision that maybe they gave it a lot of thought. I don't know, but, but that money I think could have been used elsewhere in a better productive way to raise the bar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then if you don't mind, I'd love to elaborate on on what you're talking about there. So, um, you know, cause here's, here's at least my two cents on, you know, where commissions are going, discounters, and, and whatever. So, first off, real estate's the only industry that I've ever seen where, I mean, realtors get genuinely pissed about these discounters that exist out there, yeah, right? Like, there are competition that are discounters. But if you look at every other industry that exists, right, th- there's always the discounters, there's always the, you know, quote-unquote luxury high-end, you know, right? It just exists. Right. And, and, and you got to focus on what you can control. Why give any energy to what you can control? I don't care about the discounters. Like, like for me to think that they shouldn't exist or, or won't, like, that, that's just me being delusional, here, you know, right? Like, if, if I look at Nordstrom, Nordstrom doesn't care about Ross, right? Nord, like, Ross is not taking up any of Nordstrom's mental, mental capacity or mental thoughts. Nordstrom is in their lane. You got people that want to go to Ross. You got people that are going to go to Nordstrom. So. So, you know, I think the first thing is for for our, like a lot of realtors out there in industry, our our people in our industry, that's his his business. Show me any other industry that exists, you're always going to have your Whole Foods and then your Walmart. Or, or, you know, there's always the analogies, right? Right. So then from there, you know, right, you got to focus on what you can control, right? So, like, for me, I'm not a discount agent, and I don't have an issue with discount agents or discount brokerages out there. They exist as heavily. And my market is in it. So those that are listening to this, I am in the most saturated real estate market per capita on the plant. There's there's over 40,000 agents in my county, 700 new agents coming out of school each and every month. Um, The average agent in my area only sells 2.2 homes a year. It's so ungodly saturated. Yeah, right? And then in my area, too, that's like like Zillow just launched their testing ground for um, Zillow-owned homes now. Zillow's actually... Uh, going out there, buying their own homes and listing their own homes out in my marketplace. I've got open door, you know. Right? I've got all these, you know, quote unquote, hedge funds and big companies that are buying, selling their own real estate. That are trying to eliminate the the agent in my backyard, right? And and again, they're they're a non issue to me. And and why is that? Because I focus on what I can control. I master my craft. And what, what do I mean by mastery, right? So so mastery is you know like. <clears throat> Mastery happens when eyeballs aren't on you. So when I was mastering my listing presentation, right? So um, I realized at the time my listing my listing my listening, uh, conduction ratios were very low, or, or much they were like industry average. And I wanted them to be you know, very high. I knew that that would have a huge impact on my business. Yeah, right. So there's a few things that I did there, right? I'm like, okay, I've got to improve this. How am I going to improve this? Well, I need to have uh, obviously a better presentation process. Um, so where I started with that though. Is um, every listing obviously that I lost? I'm calling the, you know calling the sellers, congratulate them on 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 their decision. Not trying to talk to them out of it, but asking for feedback. But then I realized that wasn't enough, so I started calling every single expired, withdrawn, canceled uh, in my marketplace, and just just interview, interview, interview. How can like what do you want from us as real estate agents? What do you want like what how what, what can I do in my business or the services that I provide? Like what do you want? Right so. So I'm, I'm using that time, you know, to, to, to craft the best listing presentation that I possibly could, you know, listening to consumers while studying other top producers. Then as I come up and I'm crafting this listing presentation, man, I'm, mean, I'm spending hours every single night, uh, when my wife and kids would go to bed, just hours going over, over over it, hundreds, if not thousands, but thousands of times, um, mass weekend happens when eyeballs aren't on you. Right. And I, I'm so intentional about the process. You know, when I I get this call, let's just say um, um, from a potential lister, right, what are the exact questions that I need to ask to prepare for the appointment in the exact way? What is the exact most effective uh, appointment setting script that I can utilize to sell value in the appointment um, and get that appointment set? Um, Then what is the the most effective appointment confirmation process? Exactly step-by-step, how do I prepare for this appointment in the most effective manner? How early do I need to show up when I knock on the door? How do I introduce myself? What do I say? How do I lead that process? How do I do the tour? How do I do my marketing presentation? How do I close, you know, uh, uh, close them into listing with me and breaking down each element of just that process? And that's only one of so many different things that you've got to master in the, in this real estate space. That's just one process, yeah, you know, right? But you spending months just, and, and not months, now years, right? Of just dissecting those things over and over and over, becoming obsessed. Um, You know, if if you were to define and draw, like, what's what's that like dividing line between those that create massive success in their life compared to those that just talk about it but never create success? Like the one defining thing between the difference between the two is those that just talk about it but never create the success. They obsess over the things that the money buys them, or the money brings them, the house, the cars, the watches, the clothes, the vacations, where those that create the success, truly create the success, um, they obsess over the little tiny things, the little tiny processes that, that then lead to that success. You know, that's different. When like you and I, Michael, like we're so good at what we do because we obsess over those tiny little things, the money follows, you know, right? Uh-huh. But our industry is uh-huh. so broken, it has nothing to do with technology, but the end day really has nothing to do with NAR or anybody else. real estate agents choose to be amateurs and not go pro. We have such a small percentage of this industry that chooses to go pro, guys like you and I, um, I mean it's, it's less than 3% of the industry that chooses to, to go pro at a high level, um, and we are facilitating amateurs. And, and so those I guess those of you listen, if I could say anything, right, that would have the biggest impact on your business, then commit to going pro. Right? Commit, just become obsessed. Obsession is what controls your thoughts become obsessed with going pro and then when you do none of these other things will matter. Cause it's like fishing with dynamite. Everybody else is an amateur.
0: Yeah. Powerful stuff there. I mean, you, you, you just gave some amazing nuggets there and you know, talking about mindset, going pro, raising the bar, you know, I, I, when I speak on stages, I always say garbage in, garbage, and everybody says garbage out. I say, no, garbage in, garbage stays. I mean, what are you feeding your <laughs> brain, you know? And if you're feeding it crap, if you're feeding body crap, you know, you're, you're going to be sluggish. You've got to surround yourself. Just like Zig Ziglar said, you hang out with nine dead, broke people, you're bound to be the 10th. Hang out with nine overachievers. I mean, you know, Joshua's energy and his passion, you could just feel it and and that's that's what I want to be around I want to surround myself with with those kind of folks so before we kind of go into the Facebook uh, uh, some of the tips and suggestions on Facebook you know just a reminder folks one other thing I want to remind you on two things one if you haven't uh, invested in our book. It's on Amazon LuxuryListingSpecialist. dot com. It's got amazing nuggets in it. We're getting some really good feedback. That's Luxury Listing Specialist on Amazon. And if you haven't already texted Lux to seven two zero zero zero, you're going to want to do so. Uh, we have the Ultimate Listing Blueprint, the video checklist, and a free three part video series. Just text the word Lux L U X E to seven two zero zero zero. And don't forget, if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, our certification is available at LuxuryListingSpecialist.com. All right, so Joshua, we talked a little bit offline uh, about Facebook. Um, I mean, you're doing amazing things with with open houses and Facebook, but for today we're going to really focus on on Facebook because, you know, when we're dealing with million-dollar-plus properties, open houses, many times you get a little bit of pushback from a homeowner, from a security standpoint, from a theft standpoint, that sort of thing um, but uh, but while I when I'm talking about open houses if you were going to give one nugget that you think would work in the luxury space um, you know and, I, and we didn't talk about this offline so if we got to circle back uh, to it because I'm hitting you know out of left field with it that's fine but if you were to share one open house strategy that you think uh, would work uh, across all price points especially with luxury uh, what what would that be
1: yeah, so, um, you know, obviously, like you talked about with, with you know, that, that there's, you know, high-end, you know, I don't know furnishings, art, whatever. You've you got to take that into consideration and, and, and work with your seller on that what that looks like. Um, but when it comes to open houses, they're, I mean, number one, they work. They are effective. Um, 48% of my business during this day come from open houses, over 300 deals every single year that come from them. But it really just comes down to what I talked about before, master your craft. Now, real estate agents, and we'll talk about this as a transition to Facebook, but real estate agents all the time will hit me like, open houses don't work. Yeah, right? But it's because they're doing them the same exact way that everybody else is doing them. Right? Open houses, for me, I mean, we spend a tremendous amount of time identifying the exact perfect right property. Uh, we spend a tremendous amount of time uh, pre-marketing that property. And we spend a tremendous amount of time setting that property up uh, exactly where we want to be, we want to set up to, to create and to demand attention right? But then we're very strategic about every element of it. You know, the signage that's on the front door, right? When they walk in, bam, you know, right? They, they hit a sign-in table. We're strategic with getting them to sign in in a very special way. Uh, well, we get over 80% of, of our registrants sign with complete contact information, right? Then from there, okay, we're very specific on the tour, exactly what we say, the questions that we ask. We're very specific. The tour uh, winds up of asking for that appointment, asking for their business. And then I have a thousand days follow-up protocol that exists afterwards if I can't uh, convert them into, into um, an appointment at the, the open house, which obviously it's, it's a small percentage that do. So with that, I'm not saying that you've got to do open houses, right? Um, if you line up the top 100 residential real estate agents on this planet on the same stage, they're all going to have different lead generation sources, right? The different lead the resource itself is irrelevant. It does not matter. Uh, it, it, that lead is just a human being. It's somebody's mom, dad, grandmother, son, daughter, you know, as, as Michael said earlier, we're in the relationship business. That lead source is just, hey, how do you want to connect with this human being? The most important thing is the consistency, the focus that you give that lead source that makes the difference. Yeah, right? Um, um, so it, again, it just comes mashing the craft, And that's exactly what we're going to talk about here with Facebook is why does Facebook kill it for? You know, I get a 21x a uh, gross return on my investment from Facebook. Well, why? 21? Like, well, 21X? Yeah, yep. 21X gross, right? So, So, and again, to your listeners, like, uh, uh, or to you, you know, these commissions are going to sound small. Um, you know, but yeah, my cost per acquisition is $242. And, uh, you know, my average commission uh, with our Facebook leads that we use, 6500 Yeah, right? So, um and there's little costs in between there for, you know, uh, uh, equipment costs or whatever. And I don't sell real estate personally. I'm not going on the appointments anymore. I have agents that do. So there's some splits that happen there. Um, but no matter what, any way you break it down, it's just the best ROI that I've seen when it comes to paid marketing. Um, and uh, But again, why does that exist? Because I spend the time to master it. And I continue to spend the time to master it uh, uh, You know, to the point now where, um, you know, I'm not even in... You know, really like the, the e-commerce or digital marketing space, if you will. But I get asked to speak at these conferences. I got asked to be a guest speaker at Infusionsoft, uh, a company meeting that, you know, there are 1,200 employees um, um, to speak to all of them. Because, again, I'm, I'm, I'm mastering these systems at such a high level and getting attention in other spaces. Yeah, right? So so you got to spend the time on I mean, where do you get hurt. When, when it comes to marketing, region, just business, your business, your investments that you do, whatever is, when we jump into the unknown, you know, if you take the time to educate yourself and really learn this stuff, uh, um, you're going to get taken advantage of, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's your own money or you're going to hire a company to outsource this stuff to them and realize later that that company's stuck. Yeah. Right. Like at least learn it mm-hmm. enough. So even if you're outsourcing it, you know if they're doing a good job or not a good job. So, um,
0: Good, good point. Good advice there. Understand it enough uh, where you understand terminologies and if there's red flags, if, if the, you know, it, just understand some of the basic concepts. Hey there, it's Michael Lafito. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. If you are interested in signing up for our luxury listing specialist certification or if you want additional information on how you can dominate selling higher-end homes in your marketplace...
1: Make sure you go to LuxuryListingSpecials.com. Here, here's one thing that I want to, you know, this, this, is, this is true for Facebook, but this is really true for, for all things when it comes to marketing. And this is, you know, one thing that I care about in every other business that I get into, it's like the most important thing, the first thing that we dive into and discuss, And real estate, I almost never hear talked about, which is who is your ideal client? What is your avatar? Who is your ideal client? Who do you want to work with? Who do you enjoy working with? You know, who do you connect with the best? Who sends you the most repeat referral business? Like, who are those people? Where are they? they Connect the dots. What are those commonalities, right? Um, where are they moving to? Where do they live, right? So, so I want to be very, very specific with that and dial that in. So um, for me, and luckily, because I was in the health club business and took out real estate, to, to select the location of the health club, which determined a huge portion of your success, we had to know that before we even identified the location. So I grew up, you know, knowing the importance of, of knowing the demographics and knowing who your ideal client is, your avatar, that I was able mm-hmm. to apply to real estate when I got into it. Um, you know, so early on I identified it and I didn't know when I first got into the business. It took me a little you know, it took me about six months to, to figure that out. But for me, um it was uh, uh those between twenty eight and forty two. So ages twenty eight and forty two, um so, that were second so,
0: so- so real quick, let me let me step in real quick. Are you identifying who your ideal client is, i.e. your avatar right now? Correct, Correct yep. All right, so for those of you that are listening, maybe you've never heard this terminology, but, you know, basics, you know, especially with luxury real estate, you know, I, I, yesterday I just had this question asked when I was doing a training in Boston. But, you know, you have to figure out who the highest probability of your buyer is when you represent a home, and then you want to highlight the best features and the lifestyle and and, and and those aspects of the property and the location to that buyer, and, and trying to figure out who that buyer is, or you know, another term people use is the avatar. Who the avatar is. So, so sorry to step in there, Josh, but I just wanted to make sure um, that you know our listeners understood that that's where you were headed with that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I love to you know, reiterate that because it, 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 it it's sad and it's scary, but in the real estate industry it's never talked about. We don't really see any coaches or, or trainers, or you know, I, I never hear anybody talk about it, right? But you jump into another business or, or, anything else Like you and I are both, both also in coaching and yeah. Right. You go, you, you go to hire a coach or, or a mentor that's going to coach you on the, on, you know, becoming a better coach. It's like the first thing that you're always, always taught and you're always talking about. Right? So, right. so anyway, identify that. And again, for me, early on, you guys, it was, again, those are 28 to 42 years old that were second time, uh, um, uh, move up home buyers that were married that had young kids at home. Uh, that were moving to the suburbs or that lived in the suburbs, right? So, and again, that was based off of my experience. Who did I like working with the best? Like, who brought me the most joy, which I think is really important. Because I want to work with clients I really like to work with. Um, uh, Who I connect with the best? Who sent me the most repeat referral business? Yeah, right? Um, And I just got very, very clear on that. And it took a little time to to identify it. But then again, once I did, where are these people moving to? Where are they going? And that then became my like geographical farm areas. Um, and that's, you know, still this day, where, where we play and what we do. Um, and here's the brilliance of it. Now, this happened on accident, you know, right? Like, I wasn't smart enough to figure this out, but <laughs> just, just, just let me walk you guys through this. I spend zero dollars on marketing to go out there and acquire listings. Zero. Obviously, we have to market up professional photos once we have the listing and things like that. But as far as to right. acquire a listing, I spend zero all my dollars go to, uh, uh, acquiring buyers, right? But because our avatar, our second time move up buyers, right? So when, when, when a seller is thinking about listing their home, they, they the, the first thought in most of their minds is what is available to go purchase first. They want to make sure that that next step is a reality. What's available. They, they almost always start with the buy process first. Yeah. Right. Um, so it just so happened, and again, this was just kind of pure luck, but now, yeah, you know, right now I base everything off of this. Um, where then, okay, yeah, these buyers I catch them in the front end, where it's much easier to connect with them and and, and then it makes getting their listing that much easier. So these buyers, um, they're they're looking to go out there and purchase a property or at least going through their due diligence, which Facebook is like the best place on the planet for that, That's where you you average a person 6.7 months out from uh, purchasing, or or when I say 6.7 months out from meeting with a real estate agent. Um, So we meet with them at the very beginning stages when they're just thinking about purchasing a new home or making that transition. But then it just so happens that they also have a house to sell, right? So we're connecting with them, we're helping them there. So we get two transactions out of it, a a big chunk of the time, not always, right? But but about 30% of the time Mm -hmm. right now, Um, It's just above 30% that they end up being both sides, right? Um, So so with that being said, you know, we're able then to go out there and list a tremendous amount of properties. Now, I've got a mega team out here in Phoenix, uh, but we're listing just over seven homes a month without spending a cent on on marketing for listings. And that's what I use Facebook for, right? So I'm able to get ultra targeted with Facebook on these people. Again, like, what does that income look like? Where are they going to? What are these commonalities? Is it married, not married? Um, you know all these different commonalities. You can even you know have to target uh, uh, go after buyer's one buyer ad to only homeowners, and with homeowners that have a certain value range or an estimated value range on their house. Yeah, right. So you do the same thing with luxury. Like you talk about, okay, who who is the buyer of this property? Or you know if it, if it's extremely difficult to break into getting luxury listings, which I, I'm imagining it is just like any other just like it is almost listening across the board in any, any spot on the planet right now with, with yeah. inventory. Yeah. Right? right. Getting with the buyers first, man, is such a quick, easy way. Right. Because I got the buyers, they, they, they want the property. Yeah. Right. Um, you, know, those buyers eventually are going to become sellers and you get to know that process. And so again, with Facebook, um, you know, our, our, our focus is I'm on running only buyer ads, right. But it's not, just, it's not the all oh, running ads on Facebook. Yeah right. I mean, it is. You got to know the targeting. You got to know, you know, the demographics. You got to know the targeting, um, and you got to be very specific. Know what they want. Um, so like, when I'm running it out, um, I know exactly. Like, okay, what is that? What is that hot price point? Um, what are the What are the 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 most popular features that they want in that specific type of a home? And it's a list for that type of house. Yeah right. Like, you know, click here. To, to view all homes for sale currently in Gilbert, Arizona, under $350,000, 2,000-plus square feet, uh, uh, three-car garage with sparkling swimming pools, right? Like, I know what my people want in these areas. I target each of those people with home features that are specific to them. Um, you know, and that's – I don't really to say that's how you have success. That's so how the front end starts. Then you've got to have a killer follow-up protocol.
0: All right. So, so on the front end, let's focus on the front end for right now. So, the front end, your your ad is spo- so specific where you're eliminating perhaps people that aren't looking for a pool, that are above 350, etc. Um, because that keeps your cost per click down. You're only getting people that are kind of remotely looking for that. Correct? Yep. Correct. Yep. So, so, yep. so the go. F- oh, I'm sorry.
1: No, I was just, just reading what you're saying. Yeah, So we're we're very targeted, right? So. I'm like I don't want to. I, I and this is just for me, but I'm not looking to to work with first time buyers. Yeah, right. Or or those that are you know. um, Yeah, I know a lot of real estate agents are doing like the whole buy cheaper than you can you, you can uh, rent for and yeah right that's not right that's not our ideal client. Yeah, on and, and my scale not of one to ten, with,
0: like that's a zero as far as my excitement personally as well. So yeah, yeah, I exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so talking about luxury, the flip side of it is we can, you know, you know, looking, looking for homes in Gilbert that are, you know, 1.5 million and above that feature, you know, five plus car garage in ground pool and, you know, Indoor basketball you know, gym, you know something along those lines. obviously, it's a target the flip side, talking about luxury. You could create ads that are so specific, you're going to eliminate 90 percent of people. Uh, now, let's face it, luxury is clickable, right? So you're going to get people that are curious more and click on that than perhaps you know the other ad. But, but the same idea is that's the front end. You're really trying to talk to what it is you're looking for, who it is you're looking to advertise to, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, and you guys—it's not that difficult to go get this information, right? So, um, get from your local cities—you know, usually the the, the the local city departments with what are the demographics, who's moving here, where are they moving from, you know, whatever—and go go door knock all the all, all the neighbors. Yeah, right. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, when you're when you're knocking the neighbors, it's it's not a sales visit. It's hey, Joshua Smith here at District Real Estate Group. I, I I'm listing a house here in the neighborhood, one of your uh, neighbors' homes. And i just started doing some research to gain some intel so we can have the highest success that we possibly can on marketing, exploiting this home, and getting this home sold. So out of curiosity, you know, before you moved to this particular uh, subdivision, this particular neighborhood, you know, where did you live? Were you in the area? Were you in the state? Were you out of state? Like, where did you come from? Um, uh, what was the price point of the house that you lived in, you know, before you moved here? How long did you stay in that the house that you purchased before you brought here? Also, what is it about this area? You And know, outside the house, but what is it about this neighborhood, this area that you love so much? You know, that would have attracted you to come here. Right? You're just interviewing and they're giving you all the data and information, how you should market that property. You know, because it's not just the property, it's also the lifestyle. You know, are the name right. of there, features? Right. You know, you start connecting the dots with that, but then guess what else you're doing? Man, you're impressing them by knocking on the door, doing this data, doing this due diligence. You know, I have the opportunity to develop relationships with them. offering them something of value. Yeah, actually, right? so
0: just because yeah. all the way around. Yeah, you're modeling that you're different. You're outside the box. You're not afraid, afraid to, you know, to work right. And that's what they're looking for, especially in some of these markets where it's, you know, what you call uh, a buyer's market, right? They want someone that's aggressive. So, you know, that's one of the fringe benefits, the side benefits of um, of what it is you you know you're describing. Yep. So, yeah. well, unless you, oh no, go
1: ahead.
0: No. So, so the front end, the front end is, is really being clear on an ad to keep it really simple because again, technology, most real estate agents, and I'm, you know, I I would put myself kind of in that category, but I'm not a techie, but most real estate agents are terrible, you know, with, with technology. So to keep it really simple, having a defined, um, target audience, who it is you're going after, right? Generalists get paid, specialists get wealthy. So who are you trying to go after as far as the buyer is concerned? That's kind of the front end. And to kind of not overcomplicate things, talk about, all right, they click on that ad. Talk to me a little bit about that funnel or, you know, the the back end, if to use a term, a term that uh, you would understand.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so first off, you guys, back to what I was saying when I first started this podcast of don't play behind the, Oh, I'm not techie. Right. That's, that's an amateur saying, right? Like if you want to, and I'm not saying that you got to go into Facebook to go out there and create success. Hopefully if you're listening to this, you're not checking out cause we're just talking about Facebook. This should be applied to whatever marketing tactic that you're going after, how you're prospecting every aspect of your business is just, you know, the, it's divide and conquer, break down these processes, Go mm-hmm. deep, peel back the onion, and master what you're doing, and this is how you're going to create massive success, regardless of what the marketing tactic is or or what business that you're involved in that you're doing, right? So, um, all right, so then from there, yeah, so we've got, the, we've got the Facebook ad that's being ran to, again, all things that you just said, you know, being very specific with those. You can also, in your demographic targeting, exclude the people that you don't want as well, right? So then they, then they click on that ad. Now, what is... I mean, by far the best results for us right now, for me, is Facebook lead ads, um, which lead ads, actually, Facebook collects their data from them. So, they actually don't even click out of the ad onto my website. Right? They actually, I mean, they, as soon as they hit the little button there on the ad, whether it's one more or whatever, um, Facebook auto-fills in their data uh, from their, their personal profile page, um, and, and, and um, you know, they'll have to click the submit button. Um but the all the data is being collected on Facebook. Now you don't have to, you can drive them to your website first. Um but that's where we're having the most success is with with lead ads where Facebook collects the data. Um but once the data is collected, yes. Then from there they'll click the you know, view view this list now or view this house now or whatever it may be. Where then they mm-hmm. they click on that and they go to your landing page. Now if I'm not doing a lead ad where Facebook collects their data and I bring them to my page, the second that they land on my page. I'll, I'll have it where they the first clip that they click, then bam, then pops up a forced registration um, that they would have to register and give me their information to be able to continue. It, it's, it's essentially they're creating a free account to, to use your your website and, and all the features and the tools and uh, um, you know. So you, you gotta have got to have a very accurate, up to date you know IDX fed website um, that that gives instantaneous, up to date information. You know, compared unlike like a Zillow or whatever, because you've got to sell them value to, to, to opt-in. I mean, a lead is just a human being that you've exchanged something of value for in exchange for their contact right. information, right? So, sticky. You, so, but you then, want a
0: sticky website, right? Something yep. of value where they want to leave their information because there's a free report. There's, there, you know, you see it all the time on Facebook where there's coaches, consultants, where they're offering, you know, their book for free. You just pay shipping and handling. Well, you want that book, so you're willing to leave your information.
1: Yep. Yep. So then, um, here's the cool thing. Like if you get 10% that actually, that actually registers a lead and 90% bounce, like you're killing it. You're doing amazing. Yeah. Right. But, but the great thing about it is then it it's retargeting that person now took an action, either on your Facebook ad or on your website. So now you can follow them around and retarget them everywhere they go on Facebook. Yeah. Right. So you can just retarget those specific people because you know, they, they potentially have a need and you can target them now with different Different uh, uh, messages, right? So, so when you look at the consumer, luxury is going to be less than this because you know, if you look at your average American, they're buying and selling every five years. Well, your average luxury is what if it's like every thirteen or seventeen. You know, the elite, yeah. elite stay 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 put longer because they're right. actually intelligent with their damn money. You know, right? those not, not trying to buy and sell every four or right. five years, they know that that's not intelligent, right? So, um, um. You know, so, But if you get the general consumer overall, 95% of those that you're marketing to have, are not looking to do business right now. you got, you got that 5% or, or even a little less, but that 5%, let's just say, that might be looking to buy or sell at any given time. Yeah, right? So a lot of this is just that, hey, let me, let me identify, give a click, let me identify to try to separate that 95 to that 5%. And then now I can continue to retarget them another message. Because maybe they bounce out. And like I, you know, I don't care to, to click on this and see, you know, see the, this property or get this free report to get my information. Well, now I can retarget it with some other types of, you know, video ads and other things that are of of value, you know, to see what they like and what they hit. But I can continue to keep retargeting them and keep showing up in their world with different messages.
0: Uh hmm Uh huh. that that that. that, that. You know, you, you hit the nail on the head in a couple things. The, the one thing I want to touch base with is, is, you know, just I guess rehash. You got the front end to keep it really simple. You got the front end, and and you you brought up a good point because you you actually kind of corrected me, which is good. Is the tech savvy? You don't have to be tech savvy to set up some of these ads. You know, Facebook provides the data or who you don't want the ad to be in front of. Um, so that, thank you for for like correcting me on that because.
1: Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. I and mean, when it's, it's not, a, I mean, what you said, is 100% true, right? Most real estate agents, if you look at who your average real estate agent is, you know, they're, they're, they're not somebody that, and this is true for a sale. This isn't beaten up on real estate agents, but most sales, you know, people that are in sales are not, it's a different personality type than somebody that typically is techie. You know, right. So what you said is 100% true. All I was trying to say is, Look, guys, don't let that be a limiting belief. Yeah, right. Uh, um, there, it doesn't. Like, I wasn't techie when I started this stuff either. Yeah, right. But I, I know how important my business is to me. How is this going to impact my life? Change my life? And, and you know, go out there. What, what, is, what does success mean for me and my family? Um, and then what what do I need to do to create that success that I'm truly committed to creating? And if that means I got to spend, you know, uh, fifteen hours behind a computer a week learning this stuff. You know, throughout the night, late night, in the hours, instead of watching Netflix, maybe I'm on Facebook ads. You know, right? Instead of watching, you know, whatever. Um, it, it, you know, if you're committed and you want to make it happen, just leave those green beliefs and make it freaking happen. You know, right? It's all like, oh, I'm not checking. That is such a bullshit excuse or response. You know, right? What, what you're saying is you are not committed to your success. That's all you're saying. You're too lazy. You're yeah. uncommitted to your success. Right? It's, it's just a, a limiting out, belief. Right? So,
0: it's, it, yeah, it's a limiting belief. It's an excuse. You can learn enough to be, you know, pointed in the right direction to get started, and then you can fine tune and tweak as you go.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at, look at you, Michael. You weren't like, oh, hey man, I'm not in San Francisco or 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 you know Beverly Hills and these luxury markets. So you were like, oh, that doesn't work in my area. No, you're like, hey man, I'm I'm you know in a part of the country that. Luxury, is it maybe is is common as it is in these other areas, but I'm committed to being a luxury agent, right? And you went out there and became not just luxury, but one of the top on the planet in an area that it's not as common. Yeah, right. right. So I mean, right. it's just it, you just got to ditch those living beliefs, and if you're committed, you make it happen. If you're not committed, you'll always find a reason or excuse of why you're not going to do it.
0: Yeah, no, no, good, good point, good point. Um, so. To kind of wrap things up here a little bit, um, you have an amazing, um, you know, podcast. Tell tell folks a little bit more about, A, how they can, if they have a question for you or what's the best way to get in contact with you or, you know, tell us about, you know, a, a website where they can find out more information. You have a great coaching program as well. Um, it's a 90-day quick start. Uh, so talk, tell me a little bit about where people can find more information about you and, and the podcast and in the 90 day, um, to mastery program.
1: Yeah. So there's a couple different things. Um, uh, the easiest is just going to G S D mode.com. And for uh, G S D stands for get shit done mode.com. Uh, that's, that's the website with the podcast. Um, all, all that stuff. I mean, it's all free, right? So there's, there's nothing to be paid for on there. It's just, just like Michael's podcast. Just, you know, we, we I do, uh, uh, you know, release four or five interviews every single week. You know, we have, you know, six or 700, uh, uh, interviews released on there of, you know, top of the top, not just real estate agents. I mean, it's mainly real estate agents and team leaders and people tied to real estate industry, but also, you know, a lot of just other amazing, uh, uh, epic entrepreneurs. You to have the Grant Cardone of the world on and, you know, Jay Sam, that's another just extremely successful entrepreneurs in different ways. Um, so you can check that out. Um, Only always go to my YouTube channel, the podcast are on there too. Um, you just type in Joshua Smith on, on YouTube. You can't miss me. Um, but yeah, those are the best two places that check out that content. Um, but everything else is on that, that site. So anything else you want to learn uh-huh. about me, know about me, whatever it is, is on dot mode.com.
0: That's awesome. Well, listen, your wealth of knowledge, love. Like I said, your passion, keep raising the bar. It's needed. Um, you know, we talked about you got some great iconic, uh, you know, canvas artwork uh, in your in your studio in your office. And uh, you know, I always leave agents to with with the old adage, "Prove them wrong." That's one of my taglines. You know, I thrive off that when somebody tells you you can't do it to prove them wrong. Um, just to to kind of wrap things up, folks. Again, if you want to listen to other episodes, you can go to iTunes or Stitcher. Luxury listing specialist. Uh, or you can go straight to luxurylistingpodcast dot com for more information on our certification, go to luxuryspecialist dot com. If you want to get a hold of me, if you have a question, if you want to you know suggest a topic or somebody that you think would be a great guest, just go ahead and shoot me an email directly, Michael at marketingingluxygroup dot com. And folks, uh, Josh Joshua, thank you again for your time, and folks remember it's not the market, it's the marketing. We'll talk to you soon until next time.